seven hours of commercial free football. I can't tell you how excited I am to hear that phrase. Of course, I am Natter. This is the Sleeper Wire Show. And of course, I am alongside the number one Australian analyst. Sheehan, how you doing? Man, if you're going to do a uh, Scott Hansen impression off the top, you've really got to hit the hours. It's got to be seven hours of commercial free football. You know, I, I don't want to do him dirty. It's my favorite sound of the week. I love uh-huh. it. I cannot uh-huh. wait. Hey, let me start you off. It's been a while since we've we've done this. but Yeah, um, I don't know where you've been. You've been too cool for me. You're too I've, cool for me. That's it, man. I've, I've taken the uh, the soundproof booth back to London. So no longer in a decent time zone. We're back to doing this at one o'clock in the morning. So that's great. I'm in my I'm in my element. Um, but let me let me start you with this. A uh, knock knock. Who's there? Aya. Aya who? Are you ready for some football? <laughs> it's week one. <laughs> no, it. it is week one. It is week one, and of course we get Thursday night football. Thursday night football. We are recording right now on uh, Wednesday for me. Wednesday night. She and of course Thursday morning. Um, uh, chances are this episode won't get out until after Thursday night football is done. So, you know, we're just going to do a blind react or a prediction of, of like, of, uh, of what happened in the game. So, you know, I'll start and go, man, did you see Doc Prescott? He threw like seven touchdowns to CD that, Lamb. That's crazy. I couldn't believe that AB just burst back onto the scene like that. He pulled the Randy Moss in front of the crowd. I don't know why he was mooning his home fans, but I think we're going to see proper weirdo Mr. Big Chest. I hope people started him out there. Three touchdowns. He's back. Uh-huh. And then Tom Brady blowing kisses out to the fans, typical, as he would. Uh, I mean, Zeke fumbled the ball like four times, picked it up, and still happened to lose 15 yards. I don't know how he did it. Well, it's weird because not only has this been the most boring season of hard knocks, the Cowboys are just a boring team because somehow they were boring in a in a game that they scored, you know, nearly 60 points and somehow lost. I think this is going to be what we're going to see from them a lot this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how it happened. They got they scored, like you said, they scored 60 points and they still got blown out. I don't know how you could possibly do that. Uh, but hey, if that's a sign of things to come, I think you should invest in the Cowboys offense. Yeah, 100%. Gimme, uh-huh, gimme, gimme. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that was our blind react, guys. Um, chances are it was probably right. Pretty accurate. And, I'd be uh, happy you know, if we got any of that right. Uh, I, I think there's like seven touchdowns to CD Lamb. I think that could work. Yeah, I think that'd be a nice way to start the season. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty all right. But all right, so of course in this episode, we're going to be talking about week one. Uh, we, we don't want to get too cute on the starts and sits week one, of course, but we're going to have a couple of our for a couple of players for you. We're going to talk about a handful of them. Other than that, of course, we got to go week one, wise words of wisdom. Do we have a promo? We don't. We have nothing to promote at the moment. Uh, I'll promote my here. I'll do it right now. I'll promote myself. Uh, I turned 27 over the weekend. Um, uh, I didn't do anything because I don't really have friends. So, um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd totally forgotten it was your birthday. I was all ready to like wish you a happy birthday, but thanks for reminding me. Are you... Um Obviously, we're big celebrities. Are you worried about joining the 27 Club? Um, well, you know, of course, you know, no friends, receding hairline, not have anything going for me. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Yep, you're happy to just sort of run out the clock and, and take a knee. Yeah, I'm kind of there right now. It's good, man. You've, um, you've had a good go at it. I feel like you really, you filled the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, and that's all we can ask. Yeah, 60 seconds, that is a lot more than I possibly could ever imagine. But all right. 
So, so let's get some wise words of wisdom and then let's hop into some sorts and sits. Yeah, kick us off with the, uh, the wise words of wisdom, man. Never accomplish all your dreams because if you accomplish all of them, you could only have nightmares. It's very deep. That's deeper yeah. than most. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I think, I hope people have noticed by now that the point of these wise, wise words of wisdom, while to, you know, just sprinkle a little bit of intelligence on your daily life, but it's to make you think after I said my quote, he's technically not wrong. Mm. No, I, um, I would recommend don't have too, too basic dreams like I did. Cause then when you achieve them, you just spend the rest of your time filling the empty void of meaninglessness in your life with things like recording podcasts and getting way too into fantasy football. Hmm. Hmm. What would you recommend? Don't have dreams at all. Then you'll never be disappointed. You know, that's fair. You know, if you just lower your expectations, you can't be disappointed. And uh, I've been a Jets fan. (laughs) Or a Lions fan. Oh, sorry. Never disappointed. Oh, or a Lions fan. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah, They suck. uh, yeah, before we get into that, uh, you know, it's been on Reddit. It's been going out and it got pretty big. The, the Lions, <laughs> they consistently challenge people into meme wars and, uh, they, they challenge the Niners fan base into a meme war on Reddit and they've been going at it all week. And, uh, if anybody has a time or a Reddit account, I su- highly suggest going back and forth between the, the, the subreddits because it's a gold mine. The memes they put out is hilarious. So if I just look at mine now, I'm on Argon Wild. How do I get to the, oh, uh, um, the meme war? Uh, hold on. So I think, I think the Lions one is like Detroit Lions are Detroit Lions. And then the Niners is, um, our Niners. I think that was, I think that was pretty straightforward. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I shall have to check that out. When you said, okay. uh, Reddit and Detroit, I thought we were only going to be talking about one thing. And that's, uh, DeAndre the murderer swift rumor that went around yesterday. Some guy posted on, uh, Dynasty FF that, uh, DeAndre Swift was about to be arrested for murder in Philadelphia. What? Um, that did not happen. Certainly the arrest, but it went through the community like wildfire. So, uh, you know, shout out to everyone who bought into that and sold Swift to unsuspecting people or, or bought Swift at a discount. That's uh, it's good business. So how long do you take think until it is either real or fake news? I was asleep when it happened, but I woke up to a lot of messages about it and then read the aftermath. So I don't know what the turnaround between DeAndre Swift has killed someone and oh no he didn't was. You know? Uh you said you got messages. I just want to let you know I got none. So uh, that's how many people care about me in the fantasy football community. <laughs> well, this was all in the uh it was in our writers group chat, and because you don't write for us, you don't get the uh the joy of all the, hey, do we need to do something about this uh, messages coming through that by the time I wake up, it's far too late and hopefully it's already done. Uh, well, you know, it must be nice having notifications on your phone when you wake up. Mine, you know, I download like a bunch of games on my phone just so they can give me notifications so I can feel cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to, to hear that your energy's refilled. <laughs> the, clan, the clan needs troops. <laughs> God. And they consistently um, need troops. You know, it, armies are one on uh, on the amount of energy and uh, that they have. Everyone knows that. This uh, is clearly going to get cut out of the show. This is nothing. No, no way. No way. No way. <laughs> I, I will not allow it. If this gets cut out, I'll be so sad. I'll be a sad panda. 
if this, uh. if this part gets cut out. So, uh, let's talk to, uh, so it doesn't get cut out. Let's transition to our starts and sits. Of course, half point PPR. I like that format. I think that is the, uh, the, of course, the most popular format. So it gives us a, a little bit of leeway if it happens to be full point or standard or any type of format. He could easily transition. So Devontae Smith at the Falcons or Jamar Chase versus the Vikings. Which one would you rather start? I would rather have, in this battle of the rookies, the rattle of the first-round receivers, give me Devonta Smith at the Falcons. I think he has a good chance to be their number one receiver this week. The Falcons' defense should be pretty porous. And Jamar Chase has not had a great preseason. And you can say that it's great that he got all the drops out in the preseason, but you still want to see him catching those balls. And it's the same as... So the, pre- the preseason counts for nothing, but you still want to see guys doing what they're doing. You still want to see them doing it well, uh, whether that is in training or on the field. So give me Smith, and uh, I think he, he might even start his career with a nice little 100-yarder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'd definitely go Devontae Smith. Um, I do want to say, I feel like if you're uh, <clears throat> potentially thinking about starting either of these two, I feel like you're in a, a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I am denied over starting Smith in a in a uh, a dynasty league, but I'm pretty thin at receiver there, so I might end, mm-hmm. uh, might end up having to. But no. Um, no, I don't. If this is redraft, like have a good look at yourself. Why are you drafting these guys in the mid round? You should have you should have been here on the mock drafts podcast, listening to everything when we talked about it. But you know what? Continue listening, and we'll help you through it. And make sure you're championship ready. You know, as the off-season's gone along, I've got probably more interested in Smith as a prospect. I was really high on Chase, but uh, I think Smith is is going to have a nice season. But week one, I'm not sure you want either side unseen. I, I definitely like Devontae Smith's situation a whole, light, a whole lot more than Jamar Chase's. I mean, Jamar Chase has Tyler Boyd. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, T. Higgins... They're, of course, going to be heavily relying on Joe Mixon, Joey Burrow. We don't know how they're doing. The offensive line is, of course, in shambles right now. There's a lot going on over there. It makes me much rather have Devontae Smith on my lineup. Yeah, and I don't think the Eagles are in much better shape either, but we do know that Smith has less competition and they are probably going to need to be throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they probably good. can't rely on uh, Mixon, uh, rely on, uh, sorry, Sanders and Hurt. Hurts in the same way as uh, as perhaps Joey Burrow can on Mixon. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do, do you rank Jalen Rieger on the same level as Devontae Smith? I really like Rieger. I um I have him in a few dynasty leagues. I think he was probably misused in the same way that Henry Ruggs was last year. Um, didn't quite get up to speed at when he needed to, but you can't teach speed in the NFL. And yes, there's plenty of guys who are fast and can't do anything else. But um, I think we might see uh, some better signs out of Riga, particularly with Smith there. And even though he got cut and is on the practice squad, I'm sure we'll see Travis Fulgham before too long as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's move on to Van Jefferson against Chicago, Darrell Williams against Cleveland, uh, Quiz Watkins at the Falcons, and Gabriel Davis versus the Steelers. Now, I think out of all these, I'd rather have start Gabriel Davis against the Steelers. But that being said, I, I, I really hope you're not starting any of these. This was a genuine question that came to me today from a guy I'm in uh, a few leagues with, uh-huh. and my response was, ew. Yeah, but you, sh- you should have just wrote LOL and then just not answered this question. I think it's Davis as well against the Steelers. Um, that should be a pretty high-scoring game. 
Van Jefferson might be a decent, but Josh Reynolds, as much as we liked him, uh, didn't really have any fantasy value last year. Daryl Williams, maybe if he gets goal line work against Cleveland. And Quez Watkins, I mean, you're hoping for like an 80 yard touchdown and like a two for a hundred stat line. Yeah, that's not, I'm not banking on that. I mean, of course it could happen. I really don't think so. So, um, Good luck, and I really hope you continue listening to the show. <laughs> so I don't he, even know so if we can help you out. I don't know if Ben is a listener, but um, well, I mean, I could tell. I could tell. Sadly, this is not a uh, a dilemma he's having in a matchup against me this week. That's all I can say. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish he was. You know, so I, you know, over the weekend, I had about like four live drafts, and uh, just the other day, yesterday was. Um, Somebody asked me last minute, he goes, oh, I'm, uh, can you join in on a draft? We need one more to make 12. I was like, sure. You know, I was at the gym uh, while doing the draft, a uh, live draft. And it was only like one minute per per pick. So that was definitely a lot of fun. And then like right as soon as that draft started, uh, my older brother, he texted me. He goes, hey, we really need one more person. Do you want to join? So I said, sure. And then he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, the draft is in 10 minutes. So I, <laughs> I was at the gym doing two different drafts for two different teams at the same time. And I, I, I 100% for sure know for a fact I did better than this guy. <laughs> yeah, fair. Hey, um, I meant to ask you off the top. How many leagues are you uh, you in this year? You know, I was trying to do only like three or four leagues this year. Try to keep it simple. But like, you know, of course differentiate in the formats so you know i have like a you know a hand in every single format league uh but i think uh over the past like three days it tripled to basically quadrupled to like 10 15 yeah i'm somewhere in that range as well i was really trying to keep it like low admin this year but then all of a sudden you know i'm in this league i mean i think i'm in half a dozen dynasty leagues this year you got the scott fish bowl i'm in the warrior bowl i'm in the down under bowl it did I'm in a listener league for another podcast I don't even listen to. Shout out to anyone who li- who's listening to this and not getting the reciprocal listen back. Um, but no, I'm. I, you know how excited we were um, when the rookie uh, when the draft came around and we could stop talking about the hypotheticals of this rookie, that rookie, and all that mock draft. Yeah. I'm even more excited now to just get the season underway. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's just so close you can taste it. So hey, let's move on to it. Let's have some fun. So, so, of course, you know, uh, as you're listening, the Dallas Cowboys got absolutely demolished by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though Dallas still put up 60 points. Um, but right now, Fire the cannons. To, <laughs> but right now we're on to the Philadelphia Eagles against the Atlanta Falcons. And another, um, I don't know how to call this fest of two teams going at each other. Uh, two birds. Two birds. How, how, that's how I'm going to label it. Two birds going against each other. And, of course, um, we're seeing two, two new coaches. I just realized that Nick Sorani and Arthur Smith, these are two new coaches. We're going to see this for the first time last year. Uh, I mean, the Eagles put up about 334 yards worth of offense, Falcons 368. I'm not going to go too much technical in uh, the yardage statistics. Last last year doesn't matter anymore. But I mean, is there anybody that you're interested in on either of these two teams? I am really excited to watch Kyle Pitts. I don't want to bar of him for fantasy. Um, but... Uh-huh. If if we're picking, let's say let's pick a, a a start of a start of the week out of this, I'm going to say Zach Ertz. You know he's still a quality tight end. He's not the man he used to be, but both he and Goddard will uh, have their chance to 
catch a lot of passes. I think they're going to have to do quite a bit of work against the Falcons. This should be a shootout, and I could easily see Zachert's getting 60 to 80 yards, 6 to 8 catches, and probably a touchdown, which for a guy who's likely available on your waivers right now, that's pretty good as a streaming tight end. No, Zachert's had a huge falling from grace. He went from being a top three in the, in the, in the realm of, oh, he is an elite tight end to all of a sudden just absolutely nowhere. Last time they played against the, last time he played against the Falcons, he had eight receptions for 72 yards. So, I mean, if he, if that's any indicator, he's a tight end one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I think we, they could easily have two tight end ones this week. Is there anyone else? I've said I don't want Pitts in this game. Excited to watch him. Anyone you don't want? Ooh, um, I don't want to say Russell Gage because he's already kind of like out there. I know he's going to be very interesting for a lot of people considering how bad the Eagles secondary is, but uh, I'm going to tell you, try to stay away from Russell Gage this week. Fair enough. I could see him, well, I could see him doing okay, yeah. but I wouldn't be starting with any confidence. But as we've, you know, it's just at the back of draft season, you shouldn't need to start him this week anyway. Yeah, I mean, right now, I know, I think A.J. Brown went questionable. He randomly didn't practice today. That's always going to be something that you want to keep your eye out for. If you happen to have uh Russell Gage and A.J. Brown, for some odd reason, does not play. I know what, what last year, Wednesday, was his rest day. So if it's going to continue, then nobody should be worried. But something to keep an eye on. And, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world in case A.J. Brown does not play to start Russell Gage instead. But still, I would... Like you said, Sheehan, it is an uncomfortable start. So we're talking about AJ Brown, the guy who doesn't play on this team at all. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying like scenario, like fantasy wise, oh, yeah, since yeah, he yeah, did not you. play. Yeah. So he did not play. Just, boom. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure you hadn't like had a stroke or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Through yeah. The show. I mean, I might have had one, but not, not in this scenario. <laughs> not that excited about week one. Hey, who do you reckon's winning this? Yeah. I'm going Falcons. Actually. Yeah. I'm going Falcons. Yeah, give me the Falcons as well. Yeah, Falcons. I mean, I, I don't. That's not meaning the Eagles are going to be trash. Uh, I just think the Falcons are a little bit better. Yep, I think um, if Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley get into a groove, I think Hurts and his merry band of men will struggle to keep up. Yeah, now I do want to point out that I'm like super excited to see Jalen Hurts, and I'm super excited to see Mike Davis. Those are going to be two people I'm going to be having a close eye on to see what you know, what kind of target share, what kind of you know carry share is he looking at? Is he getting those red zones? Are they even running the ball in the red zone? Are they passing in the red zone? What's Kyle Pitts doing? What's Jalen Hurts doing? How much read option? How companies look in the pocket? How good does he look in the pocket? Uh, a lot to look at in this game. I mean, uh, from a fantasy perspective, I'm wondering if this might be my second screen game in the early slate. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that's not a bad idea. But then we're, if we move on to the next Ooh, game, yeah. then, no, this that, is that might have it instead. Which as is soon Buffalo. as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be a good one. So I, I, in one of my home leagues, one I, I consider ultra competitive uh, because it is a RB heavy meta league. And uh, I, I say that. And in the in the in the second round, late second round, Tyreek Hill went, Devontae Adams went. Kelsey went. Other than that, it was it was running back in every single one of those picks. So for for round one and almost two whole rounds, there were only RBs taken. So uh, th- that's what an ultra competitive league looked like. Najee Harris went early early uh, second round. I mean, e- even Singletary he went in like the fifth round from that league. 
Uh, it's a completely unrelated and side note, but seeing the Bills and then seeing Devin Singletary right there, that kind of just uh, flooded me with memories. Uh, but like you said, this might have the, the second screen on me right now. I think so. Are you? How do you feel about um, Singletary and Moss this year? I'd rather have Singletary. I mean, right now, I don't see them having too many rushing touchdowns. And if they do, it's going to be occupied by Josh Allen. So uh, I'd want somebody that's going to be on the field in between the 20s. And I see Devin Singletary having a uh, much higher impact. Let's see if he actually made the roster before I make these outlandish statements. Let me see. He did. Talking about Matt Breida? Matt Breida. Yeah. I mean, he'll be the change of pace back. He'll see some touches. Don't get me wrong. He'll be the change of pace back till they realize he's a better runner than both of those guys. Uh huh. I mean, of course, I think two years ago or three years ago, he had the fastest run in the NFL. I think it was on a Monday night game against the Browns when he was on the Niners. Uh, but other than that, you know, he's just kind of speedster that had problems holding on to the football. And, uh, I mean, hopefully he fixed it on the Buffalo Bills, but, uh, I, I'm not sure what his target share or playing time is going to look like. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. He might be a guy who comes into his own later in the season. Yeah. Um, which of these Steelers receivers do you want to start this week? Diggs and Diggs. Uh, I'm not comfortable with Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not comfortable with Cole Beasley just yet. Um, that, that's Diggs. a fantastic question. A fantastic answer of asking you which Bills receiver. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Juju, you can put a start on him. Deontay, Chase, they're all startable. They're all wide receiver twos. Can't blame me for starting him. And they, they should be started. They deserve a wide receiver two to wide receiver three spot. They deserve a flex spot. These guys are must start. I agree. I think all three are startable and Diggs is. I am starting Beasley in a league, but only because I have no other options. It's like him or AJ Green. Ooh, um, that's, 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 that, that's, that's a fairly dirtier orphan I took over. Um, yeah. So Dr. Spachemin gets the start there. Who do you have winning this one? Uh, I like the Buffalo. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Now I'm questioning myself. I've got the Bills. Yeah, yeah I want to say the Bills. I really want to say the Bills. The Steelers, you never knock off the Steelers, though. The, see, the problem is, is like, Steelers' offensive line isn't good, but the Bills' defensive line also isn't good. So if Ben Roethlisberger has time in the pocket, I think Steelers win. I think we could see Gregory Rousseau blow up this offensive line. Okay. All right, a little rookie coming out. Is it the rookie, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I, th- I can't remember if he was late first or or second. I think he was back into the first round. Yeah, so, I think so. and I think the Steelers, uh, the Steelers, the Bills fans will be out. They want to keep the team in Buffalo. They will be jumping through tables, be lighting themselves on fire. This will be a big ass game. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say I think the weather report currently has it for potential rain. If that is the case, <clears throat> then I do think the Buffalo Bills, I think, have the edge. Um, I don't know. I think you need to be able to run the ball in the rain. And I think the Steelers, I think Najee Harris is, is a better, uh, running back than, than anyone the Bills have. Josh Allen is obviously their running back, but, um, I think if it rains, look for, um, look for the Steelers to maybe make it closer. But I could easily see the, the Bills blowing out the Steelers here. Last time they met was 26-15. I could easily see that being a similar scoreline this time. Mm-hmm. All righty. That sounds phenomenal in itself. So Roethlisberger, you're not starting him, right? I mean, in theory, if you start Juju, Deontay, Chase, Kapoor, all his targets are startable. He should be startable, right? 
I have a lot of Big Ben as my second quarterback in one QB leagues and my third quarterback in Superflex leagues. But it's week one, like in a league where he's my third quarterback, I'm starting uh, Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. well, I mean, he's not getting a yeah. start over those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely fair in itself. Of course, Josh Allen must start in himself. Stefan Diggs must start. Yada yada. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I'm not telling you to start Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. That they they should remain on your bench till proven otherwise. They are a bye week towards injury replacement type players, unless they somehow find a way to consistently and effectively run the ball. But let's move on to the Jets. Another interesting. There's a lot of ten o'clock games right now. We just went through three ten o'clock games right now, and I and I see more where I'm like, oh, hold on, I kind of want to see this game. Which is why uh, I think Red Zone is probably the best thing since sliced bread, considering we're going to get a peek at all of them. Of course, the New York Jets against the Carolina Panthers, you get a Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson revenge game. But, of course, two different coaches currently on there. Adam Gase said a little bye-bye to the squad. Now, we get to see Sam Darnold. We get to see Zach Wilson. We get to see, uh, you know, the newly Elijah Moore wide receiving class. You can see Corey Davis. You can see Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall. You can see a bunch of big guys. And of course, we can see Christian M.C. and McCaffrey. I mean, uh, let's see, how do I phrase this? Other than Robbie Anderson, other than Christian McCaffrey, other than DJ Moore, is there anybody else on the Jets side that you would like to start? Ty Johnson, I think has he's, he's, he's earned startable. I, th- I think he's a, a decent flex. I, I would rather start Ty Johnson than um, Trey Sermon. Okay, I agree with you there. I agree and with I you there. And I think Trey Sermon is going to be in the conversation for more people to be starting as a flex this week. Uh, so so in the last three, uh, two games of the regular season, Ty Johnson ended with over 50 scrimmage yards in two of those three games that he played. Um, so he's going to get his touches. And how well he looked in the preseason, I think that's going to continue. Yeah, I think so as well. And, you know, it's an open race there. Uh, but it's worth noting, not only did he have uh, 50 plus scrimmage yards in two or three games, he was the Jets best player in the games they won. Yeah. I'm going to so have to agree with you there. He's the barometer as far as Wait, I'm concerned. Yes. But now Zach Wilson is there. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Ooh. You know, I really like the Jets offense. I'm not saying they're fantasy relevant yet, but I really like it. A couple of nights ago, I had a dream that Jamison Crowder absolutely blew up week one. And if I had him anywhere, that would be enough for me to start him. You know, that's fair. I always listen to dreams because if you don't listen to your dreams, then your dreams become memes. That's never okay. Yeah. And otherwise, they're, they're nightmares, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, so yeah. Is th- are there any of these kind of big names you don't want a piece of in week no, one? No, no, no. This is a, this is a Jets defense. Now, while Robert Salah is now the, the the coordinator, I'm still going to start anybody going against the Jets until proven otherwise. And same, uh, I mean, you're not benching Christian McCaffrey. Let's face it. You're not benching Robbie Anderson. You're not benching DJ Moore. They're all must-start players. I'm going to introduce – oh, hang on. Before we before we do, uh, who do you think's winning the game? Uh, I think the Panthers win the game. Yeah, I think uh, Darnold gets a little bit of sweet revenge here. I'm going to introduce a segment – Okay. Uh, side okay. unseen that I'm going to call did it all for the rookie. Okay. And who's the rookie you're most excited to watch this week? And for me, I think it's going to be Elijah Moore. I was just about to say Elijah, or Elijah Moore also. I mean, no, the most exciting rookie I want to see. No, you know, same team. I'm going Zach Wilson. I really want to see what he can do. 
We'll come on to uh, my thoughts about Zach Wilson a bit later in the pod. There's a little tease for you, uh, oh. but I'm very, I'm a very, I'm very excited to see him as well. Yeah, uh, I just want to see it. I know there's he was probably the most controversial quarterback coming out of this draft draft class, considering a lot of people said he was bust. This that I, I I've gotten to some arguments with a couple people. I said I like Zach Wilson a lot. I think he's going to be phenomenal, and I, I I just want to know if I'm right or not. I mean, of course it's only week one, but excitement. It is exciting. It's an exciting time to be a Jets fan. Not that I am, but I have family who are, and they're very excited. Yeah, now, the next game on the slate, I know you call it the 10 o'clock slate. For most people, it's the 1 o'clock slate. For me, uh-huh. it is the 6 o'clock slate, and that is the beauty of watching football in London is you get your full Sunday, and you can sit down on the couch, and your weekend finishes in the best way possible, and that is the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you like? Who do you not like? Okay, you're starting, you're starting, uh, Dalvin Cook. You're starting Justin Jefferson. You're starting Avin Thielen. They're all must starts. There's no questions. If, ands, or buts are on your roster and you're starting lineup. Joe Mixon, start. Tyler Boyd, start. T. Higgins, start. Jamar Chase, you're leaving him on the bench. Until proven otherwise, you're leaving him on the bench. Other than that, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy relevant people on this lineup. There's a lot of bad defenses in this, both teams. Uh, this should be a high scoring game. I like it a lot. Would you rather start Kirk Cousins or Joe Burrow? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Decent. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. have much to don't have much to say here. I think this is no, a, a start start your studs. Start start your studs. Right now there's studs on those teams. You start your studs. It's week one. Don't get cute. Start your studs. Now last time they met, twenty seventeen, the Vikings won thirty four fourteen. And uh the Vikings lead the all time series seven six. Who do you like here? Vikings. Yeah, I'll go for the Vikes yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll go with the, the the Kirk Cousins. He didn't get vaccinated yet, did he? Oh, good goodness knows, goodness okay. knows what he's doing. All right, they're fair enough. Now the Detroit Lions against the uh, San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Another uh, for you know technical terms, a one o'clock Eastern <clears throat> game, ten o'clock <clears throat> proper time, West Coast time. Uh, I mean, I- I'm actually going to recommend a lot of people stay away from these games. Or stay away from this game because there's just a whole lot of uncertainty. I mean, uh, is John Jay Swift playing? Don't really know. Raheem Mostart, questionable how much target share he's going to get. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't necessarily recommend anybody start him. I don't recommend anybody start Jared Goff. Jared, I mean, you're going to start George Kittle regardless. I mean, he, he is one of the best uh, tight ends. Raheem Mostart, he probably deserves a flex spot. Brandon Ayuk also deserves probably a flex spot. Anybody else? Hawkinson. Yeah, you, yeah, you, of course. Yeah. I mean, you're drafting him early. Um, d- did you say Debo Samuel was a uh, was a must start? He's not a must start, but he deserves a flex spot. I think so. I think you could do worse than Debo Samuel this week. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown is a guy I'm really high on, but yes, I, I, I don't want to be starting him. Yeah. I don't want to be starting him this week. This is another game I'm excited for. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited. Fucking football back. I'm excited. Oh, I know. But, uh, it's been it's been way too long. It's been way too long. Anybody else? No. Well, the big question here is whether Smith is going to be fit. Um, He's missed a lot of training camp. Dan Campbell hasn't been happy. I think we could see a bit more of a split between Swift and Jamal Williams. Um, You're going to start Swift if you drafted him. I would forgive you for being angry at him at the end of the game, though. Okay, so he, he, you know what? I ha- This is a uh, thing I had for my own fantasy lineup. I have DeAndre Swift. I also have Mike Davis, and they're both fighting for the flex spot. Which one would you put? 
Swift or Mike Davis? Yes. Mike Davis. Mike as Davis, much as I, I love my boy 2 Kayla Swift, um, Mike Davis this week. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's fair. I mean, like we mentioned, like we talked about earlier, the Falcons are playing the Eagles. Should be a pretty decent matchup in itself. And of course, I mean, while I think DeAndre Swift is better than Mike Davis, he is, of course, going against the San Francisco 49ers. That might be a little bit difficult as a, as a, as a matchup. So, I mean, I think even if DeAndre Swift plays, I'd like to stay away from him in this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hey, over under, Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball 18 times. Ooh, oh, God. Um, you know, I think they pass a little bit more than I expect this game to try to get him in a rhythm. I think they try to use the Detroit Lions as like a, a get-right game to try to, you know, set some momentum, try to get a rhythm going to kind of push momentum to the rest of the games throughout the year. I could see him being like 13 for 18 and maybe like 150 yards and an interception or something. That's perfectly like a reasonable stat line that is completely realistic. And in fact, are we going to see Trey Lance this week? Uh, Right now, I don't think he's practiced yet. I think he still has it. I think he was counted as limited with still with a chip in his finger. Uh, I'd be surprised if he starts. I mean, he's not going to start. He's not going to start, but I'd be a little surprised if he plays. No, I don't think he's going to start either. Maybe we'll see him for a drive late in the game or something like that if Uh if it's a bit of a blowout. All right. Let's move on to the Toilet Bowl 2.0, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the uh, Houston Texans. And, uh, wow. Hold on. I had to, I had to like think for a second. I'm like, okay, who's on these teams? Wow. Like, like (laughs) this really looks really sad. And then I'm like, oh yeah, James Robinson's there. James Robinson must start. Yep. LaVisca Chanel. I mean, I never recommend starting LaVisca Chanel. I will this week because the matchup is too juicy to not take advantage of. I'd still rather, if we're comparing wide receivers, I'd start LaVisca over DJ Chark. Are you in agreement? Mm, I think you could start them all with confidence. I still think Marvin Jones is going to be the man there. Ooh, okay. I mean, I I don't disagree, but I also don't agree. I feel like no. Marvin Jones is one of two wide receivers with nine plus receiving touchdowns in three of the past four seasons. Yeah, I know. Like Mar- Marvin Jones is like Jarvis Landry. <clears throat> he's 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 like the two point Jarvis Landry. It's kind of like I really don't want to start you, but I know you're going to be semi productive. Yeah, I I'm going to reserve judgment on Chenault this way. I'm not going to bang anyone for starting him. I want to see how they use him in in the real stuff. Um, Trevor Lawrence, obviously exciting to see his first game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do you have him? You're the you're the rankings fiend among us. Where do where do you have him? He's a mid tier quarterback right now with a with a phenomenal matchup. I'm going to put him as QB 13 right now. I was that was going to say. Do you think he's a QB one this week? Nah. What? Define QB1. It's like top 10 QB1. Hey, 12. Top 12? Okay, QB1. I'll put him under that notch. Nice. And uh, Tyrod? Um, yeah. How about you just like forget he's there and call it a day? I think that's fair. You, yeah. Other than Brandon Cooks, who we both uh, think he's an excellent player, are you starting any Texans? No. no. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think I think uh, this is going to be the same thing we say throughout the whole year. Are you starting anybody in the Texans? Yeah, let's start Brandon Cooks and then kind of move on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, who do you have winning? I really hope the Jaguars can win this game. If they can't, then wow. 
I think this is Tex- uh, the Texans' one win for the season. Uh, really? Yep. I think they come out and it's like a... It's it's going to be a whole lot of nobody thinks we can win. Everybody hates us. We're this ragtag team. We're going to rally together and they're going to upset the Jags in a bit of a close one. And um, and and that'll be their Super Bowl for the season. All right, that's fair. You know what? I respect that opinion and uh, I'll go with it. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, another pretty, in my opinion, another pretty straightforward game. I mean, you're starting your Russell Wilson. You're starting your Chris Carson. You're starting your DK Metcalf. You're starting your Tyler Lockett. And uh, I mean, that's kind of like basically 99% of the offense for Seattle. And then I, yep. I know, I know we talked about Gerald Everett a bit and how this kind of seems like a semi decent matchup. But I mean, uh, the Colts have a good linebacking core. I don't expect Gerald Everett to do too well against it. Uh, unfortunately, his name kind of eludes uh, me. Oh, sorry, Darius Leonard. Uh, I, I feel like he could do a good job against the tight end. And uh, while I do like Gerald Everett, I'm not sure if I would pull that trigger just yet putting him in. Am I imagining things or has Leonard been injured this offseason? Oh, you know what? Time for a fact check. Let's go, boys. Google Darius. Darius Leonard. I don't know how to spell his name. Sorry. Uh, is he injured? the statements on the show. Doing a fact check. Was Darius Leonard injured last year? So as of August 10th, Darius Leonard returns to practice, so he is practicing, and uh, he looks. He looks as of right now, he looks healthy and ready to play. Yeah, it's good enough for me. There we go. Um, who do you like on the Colts this week? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Other than that, that's it. Could we see? I think we got Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. Maybe Kiki Kute, maybe he suits up. Maybe Mike Strawn. This is not the team that Carson Wentz would be hoping to have around him. No. I don't think. No. Um, He's got a good offensive line, I'll give him that. But uh, not the pass catchers. No, but uh, we saw the Seahawks secondary was super porous last year. I think there are points to be had, and I think there's probably some DFS value in Pascal, in Pittman, and possibly in Paris Campbell if he's fit. So, you know, they're, they're guys who might be low cost to look at. I wouldn't feel comfortable starting any of them. I know Pittman's a proper, uh, a, uh, a popular breakout candidate for this year. Um, but I wouldn't feel comfortable starting this week, but I could also no. see him having a good game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a stash player. Somebody you want to see consistently putting up some fantasy points production before you actually put him in your lineup. Uh, I'm telling you to stay away from him right now. I think uh, you got to stay away. Yep. I think that's fair. Rolling on to the next game. Oh, hang on. We didn't pick it. Uh, okay. Seahawks? Okay. Yeah, the Seahawks. This should be a pretty easy route for them. I mean, you're, you, Chris Carson should have a good game as long as he can stay healthy. Same with DK and Lockett. I think um, the Colts are going to struggle to keep up with the Seahawks if they uh, if they let Russ cook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would assume they kind of let him simmer before cooking just yet. I think we could see DK uh, start the season with like a 200 yarder here. You know, I don't doubt it. D- DK could definitely do that. And Tyler Lockett could do the same thing also. Like one of the, one of these guys is going to have 200 yards. That's a, that's a, a big call. Maybe you could save that for our, our, our last predictions. We'll see. There we go. We'll see. All right. 
Right, so the Arizona Cardinals against the Tennessee Titans. Now, I think a Malcolm Butler, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. There we go. Sorry, Super Bowl hero. Interception at the goal line by Malcolm Butner. <laughs> Sorry about that. I think he officially retired. Right. Uh, I don't know if he did, but obviously responsible for one of the very happy days of my life. Yeah, it was. It, you know, I, I I was upset until I re- until I remembered he did it against the Seahawks, and then it, it made. Made me pretty happy. But, of course, the Arizona Cardinals against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, this is another pretty straightforward game. Like, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. You're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting Trying Tannehill. You're starting Derrick Henry. You're starting Julio Jones. You're starting A.J. Brown. Like, it's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Now, if A.J. Brown was injured, which player from another team would you have starting in your lineup instead? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) His name completely eludes me now. Just seeing if you to to gauge your interest in this show. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. God, I, I completely forgot his name now. Yeah, it's I, like, R- I, Russell, I literally said it. it. Was Russell Gage? Russell um, Gage. There we go. Sorry, sorry. Now we we were just on uh, Sleepwise Live Mail Sack just before uh-huh. we uh, recorded this, and we had a delightful caller ring in from his um from his son's soccer game and ask us if we would rather start Chase Edmonds or Kareem Hunt. And we were very firmly in the Hunt camp. That's one you've got to be careful pronouncing. Um how do you feel about Edmonds this week? I don't mind it. He's definitely flex worthy. Uh, I I would probably I'd put him over James Conner. I don't know if that uh has merit or any value. Yep. Yeah I could see that. I'd I feel like I've been predicting this for every game, but this is the modern NFL. I feel like this could be another shootout as well. I don't think there's particular, there's going to be good defense on either side. I think we'll see Chandler Jones and JJ Watt just teeing off on Ryan Tannehill, but I'm expecting a, a pretty high scoring game or at least a lot of yards in this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm interested in seeing what Julio Jones does on a new team. I'm seeing, I'm interested in seeing how Derrick Henry just continues to pound the Brock. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of target shares it can look like on the wide receivers on the outside. And I'm curious to see on the Kyler Murray side, whether he can continue to pass from the pocket or is he just going to be a scrambler all day? I'll take the scrambling yards. I have it yeah. in so many leagues. G- uh-huh. Give me running Kyler Murray. Yeah. We, uh, fantasy wise, we want running Kyler Murray. Real NFL wise, yeah, that's it's questionable. So who you got winning this one? Ooh, I'm gonna say the Titans are gonna win yes. this one. I'm gonna go. I think Titans it's gonna be well. close. I I won't have this one on because the referee is Jerome Boger, and I can't sound, uh, can't stand the sound of his voice. You know, unfortunately, I don't know who that is. Um, he has like a real. He's got a real distinct voice, and I don't like. He's no Clay Martin, who I enjoy when he calls a penalty. Hold on, I have to Google his name now. Now, 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 now I have to. Jerome Booger. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's he's not. He doesn't get too many Patriots games, but I'm always unhappy when he does. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you know, I never noticed that. Um. It was one of these things that, like, I would hear on Red Zone or something like that. Oh my god, it's this dickhead! <laughs> and then, and then it got to the point where I had to look up his name to be like, "All right, I'm going to avoid these games if I can." Obviously, it'll come off on Red Zone, but we'll see. Hopefully, there's no penalties that I see. Okay, that's fair. All right, so the Los Angeles Chargers against the Washington Football Team. You know, I think they have like seven different patented names that they're. I think they're considering now. 
I saw that. Um, did you have a preference? Uh, let's see. Uh, shoot. I think, you know what? I'd still rather go Washington football team. I think like it's just a meme at this point where you got to keep it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it as well. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. So let's see. Antonio Gibson, you're starting. Terry McLaurin, congratulations. You're starting. Logan Thomas, congratulations. You're starting. Austin Eckler, Herbert, Keenan Allen, congratulations. You're starting. Now I want to talk about Jared Cook a little bit because I like Jared Cook and I want to start him. But do you want to start him? I will be starting him, but I was listening to a lesser competing podcast product. Fair enough. And they were espousing the virtues of Donald Parham. And I thought, I'll sit down and watch some Donald Parham tape. He, in case you are unaware, was the XFL tight end. He's like 6'8", 6'9", and is is a tight end. And he's an excellent athlete, just in general, not just for exercise. Donald, as in Trump. Okay. And Parham, P-A-R-H-A-M. Okay, the the H got me there. What what a pig is trying to get in golf. There's There's a fun joke for you. Nice job, nice job. I like that one. I like the one. So, so the original thing I typed in, it got a whole zero searches on Google. I just want you to know that. Um, I didn't think that was possible, but I managed to get zero searches on Google. If anybody wants a trophy to give me, I'll be happy to take one. I figured it out the second time though. But you know, he, it's actually Donald Parham Jr. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. There's a junior. There is yeah, a junior. But, yeah, I. I, I didn't know that. I'm um, I'm not familiar with the juniors and seniors around the league. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. But a yeah, I think he could be a guy to watch. So I will be starting Cook because I, in those leagues I really don't have another option. Um, or or if I do, um, it's like Gronk. So I probably I'd rather have be starting Cook. him. Actually, you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind Gronk against the Cowboys, but I mean, by the time this airs out, well, you know, it doesn't matter anymore because Jared, Jared Cook is going to have to be the guy. Exactly. Um, bit of an either or for you here, and it, okay. it could be moot because I think he finished the the training today injured. Curtis Samuel or Mike Williams? Hmm. 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 Right now, I'd go Mike Williams. Because me know. too. I, I'm bullish on Mike Williams this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Curtis if, Samuel, I don't know what to see with him yet. If Herbert is going to continue to ball out, someone is going to have to catch the balls, and it can't just be Keenan Allen. Eckler mm-hmm. will get his share, but so it might as well be Mike Williams. They're pretty impressed with Josh Palmer, too, but um, Williams has, has done it. Yeah, I'd have to go with Williams. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Who wins? Our oh, Chargers, I think, do this fairly comfortably. Oh, okay. All righty. I... I, I I was going to give the notch to Washington football team. I could see this being a, a gauntlet thrown down. For which? Oh, the Chargers. Okay. Okay. To be fair. like, we can compete with um, the Chiefs in, in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. My concern with Washington is Fitz doesn't get off to a good start. That's the worst case scenario. And he has one of his Fitz tragic games. Uh-huh. And okay. they go, we've made a horrible mistake. You know, and that'd make me very sad. You know, I never like seeing a Fitz tragic moment. Whenever you see that, you know, you got to pull one out for the homies because it definitely makes you a sad panda. 
you know, I, I'm not, I'm not wishing for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. And I think if it goes that way, we might see Cameron Newton suiting out for the Washington football no, team. No, I think, I think they'd see Tyler Heineke before we see Cam Newton. We might see Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke next week, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. The, the only thing I think that's holding Cam back from being in Washington now is his vaccination status and uh, Riverboat Ron being so pro-vax because of his cancer and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's been very outspoken about um, guys being selfish and not getting the vaccine and all that sort of jazz. And we know Cam isn't vaccinated. I think that could be the only thing standing in the way of a reunion. But this is a team that needs to be able to run the ball. They need, they've got a, an absolutely fantastic defense. They've got a beastly, uh, front seven. But if it's Fitz Tragic or Taylor Heineke is not the player that we saw in the playoffs last year, they're going to need to be scratching their head quickly because the NFC East is up for grabs and they don't want to be 0-4 and, and out of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think if you go 0-4, you still have a chance to win the race, but. I think, uh, you know, you just might be right. Now, uh, talking about vaccination status, I think the only other QBs that aren't vaccinated, I think, is Kirk Cousins and I think Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. There we go. Oh, there we go. Lamar Jackson. Now, now I don't blame Tyrod Taylor. And Dak, Taylor. I think, as well. Ooh, I don't know. I know he refused to answer the question, but I feel like that was kind of like, I'm going to protect my teammates instead of, like, come off as anti. I'm not sure. Hmm. But we, you know, we've seen people with vac, uh, people with, or vaccinated people, um, still get COVID. So it's not, it's not the be all and end all. But yeah. obviously with the restrictions in place around vaccinated, uh, compared to, uh, non-vaccinated compared to vaccinated players, um, it's obviously better to have a quarterback who can be in the room with other people. Yeah. 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 Now, now I just want to say, I don't blame Tyrod Taylor for not getting vaccinated. You know, last time a doctor came at him with a needle, it didn't work out too well. I to- uh, I totally get that. I think of yeah. um, if anyone has to to fear the needle, I I get that about Tyrod. Yeah, you, to, to Tyrod, I give you a pass. All right, you're you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. So so one last fun fact before we move on to this game that uh, Keenan Allen and one other wide receiver named DeAndre Hopkins are the only wide receivers to have 95 plus catches in each of the past four seasons. So I definitely do not anticipate any type of regression. From Keenan Allen. Now, from the Cleveland and, Browns. Well, yeah, go ahead. He's, I was going to say he averages 120 yards per game and a touchdown in two career games against Washington. Yeah, he should have a big game. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Keenan Allen. I definitely stacked him in a lot of leagues, and I also did a lot of Justin Herbert Keenan Allen stacks in a handful of leagues. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, let's now, get Cleveland- weird with the beard. There we go. Now, Cleveland Browns against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is also another playoff rematch. I'm very excited for this one. It's going to be a good one in it itself. So, let's go down to it. Baker Mayfield, I'd rather not start him. I think if you have other options, then I would not be starting Baker. Yeah, yeah. in a one-quarterback league. When when I say that, I mean one-quarterback league. To a quarterback league, yeah, you're starting him. So, Nick Chubb, start. Kareem Hunt, start. I think think he's a flex. Yeah, he's a flex. Jarvis Landry, also flex, start. Odell Beckham, start. Patrick Mahomes, bench. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> CH, start. Tyreek Hill, start. Travis Kelsey, start. Am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, that's, that's um, this, this is as straightforward as it gets. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You were talking about stacks 
with Herbert and Allen. I have a lot of Mahomes and Hill. I have a lot of Adams and Rogers this year. Yeah, that's good. But I, Mahomes and Hill, when they go, they go. And I think yeah. this, this is going to be a big game, win or lose for Cleveland to show that they can match it with the league's best as well. You know, we saw them win a playoff game last year. They have high hopes, rightly so too, but they need to show that they are like the last time they played was 2018 and it was 37-21. If that's a similar scoreline and the Browns are not the Browns that they were then, um, if, but if that's the similar scoreline, if it's them getting blown out by 10 or more points, then they, they want to show that they're, uh, they're a fair income team. Yeah, I wouldn't consider them a star or a, a championship caliber team, a serious team, contending team, if they're unable to at least get pretty close of a game to the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are pretty good, but I mean, hey, chances are Chiefs are going to be in the championship game to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if you can't knock them out, eh, I don't like your chances. So, eh, you got a winner for this game? I think it's the Chiefs. And if, yes. well, the other thing about the Browns needing to win this one is that if they do, maybe the road to the Super Bowl goes through Cleveland. Uh huh. Yeah, this is, is a tie, this is a tiebreaker game potentially. Uh huh. That is true. That is true. Now there are a lot of good AFC teams. We're going to go over them in a minute, but, uh, I'm going to have to agree. I think the Chiefs win it, but I'm going to say, let's put some respect on the Cleveland Browns name. I think they do good, a very good job on keeping it close. Last time we saw Kansas City, their line was Swiss cheese and they've rebuilt it. There's new starters. Chemistry being so important on the offensive line. Do you see a world where Miles Garrett and um, Dickhead, who used to play for Houston, the number one pick, Jadavion Clowney? There you go. Where nice they job. they just run rampant on Patrick Mahomes again? They'll have their moments. I'm talking more Miles Garrett other than uh, Clowney, but I definitely expect them to have their moments in this game. They'll make a play. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Fair enough. Fair we'll enough. Do that. All right. So my Miami Dolphins against the New England. Patriots, two young quarterbacks going at it once again. Tua, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you to sit. Same with Mac Jones. Unfortunately, I'm going to tell you to sit. Miles Gasson, I'm going to tell you to start. Damian Harris, congratulations. I'm telling you to start. Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, I'm telling you to sit. Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, telling you to sit. Hunter Henry, John Dew Smith, I'm going to tell you to sit. Mike Gusecki, you get the nod in starting. Am I missing anything? I wouldn't be starting Gasecki. You would not be starting Gasecki. I don't think so. No, but but I mean, Gasecki took some draft capital. Yeah, I mean, you don't draft guys for week one, and we talked all off season about not drafting a mid tier tight end when those top six names were gone. Uh, maybe top seven if you're including like a Logan Thomas um, to just stream the position. So. If you're looking at this and thinking, I've got Mike Kosecki or Mike Kosecki or Gronk or Mike Kosecki or Cook or someone like that, I would rather not have Gasicki this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Who would you rather have? Instead of Gasicki. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Everett. Okay. Would you rather start Jared Cook over? Cook's an interesting one because I want to see how, like if he's just the red zone guy, then I'm going to be interested in him all season long. But if he, if Donald Parham Jr. is getting the work up and down the field, then I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Cook. So that would be my hesitancy with Cook this week. I'm trying to think, 
I would rather start Henry and or Jono Smith over Gasicki this week. Ooh. I don't think I'd well, be able in, to Well, in that. fact, I should say I would rather start Jono Smith. I am less bullish on Hunter Henry. I can't remember if we talked about this on – no, it was on – I guessed it on Dynasty Wire this week, uh, and I, I talked about both of them coming off injuries this offseason, so I wouldn't be surprised if they start slowly. Um, Henry with a shoulder and Jono Smith with a recurrence of his ankle injury from last year. Uh, but I could easily see them both getting a touchdown this week. Um, I think, did you say Jacoby Myers was startable? No. I don't really have anybody on the Patriots other than Damien Harris startable. And James White. I like Myers. I like his potential to be a target hog this year. Um, but he still catches like a converted quarterback, as I said on, um, on mail sack. So he's still never caught a touchdown. He's thrown more than he's caught in the NFL. Um, so I like him long, uh, th- well, I like him all season long, but let's, uh, let's wait and see this week. Let's see what they do with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. This, uh, like you're stashing players on the Patriots. I wouldn't necessarily start them just yet. Uh, for what it's worth, I think I'd rather have Gasecki over Hunter Henry and John New Smith. But who would you like seeing winning this game? Or who do you think oh. is going to win this game? <laughs> I think this is going to be New England. New England? Okay, cool. Because uh, I'm taking the Dolphins. All right, so Green Bay Packers <laughs> against New Orleans Saints. Another phenomenal one. Uh, one o'clock game. I feel like this probably should have been a Sunday night game. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, that is how the cookie crumbles. So Aaron Rodgers starting. Aaron Jones starting. Devontae Adams, starting. Robert Tunyon, starting. Kamara, start. Traquan Smith. No. What do you do? Marquez Calloway. Marquez Calloway? Okay. Um, I'm, um, I think he's I'd got rather flex start. appeal. Uh, you know, if it wasn't week one, I'd say, okay, go ahead. But it's week one, so I'm going to say no, don't do it. I'll tell you who I am starting in this game. Okay. Jawan Ju- Johnson. Jawan Johnson. He is, the, he is the converted wide receiver who's been playing tight end for the Saints. They're okay. thin on pass catches. Okay. They are especially thin at tight end where the okay. point that their tight end one might be um, Taysom Hill. Fair enough. And we're going to see him out there and there's nothing better for a tight end than a tight end who can't block because he's going to be running routes. And if he's out there, he's six foot four down the seam. We know Jameis Winston is not afraid to throw it up and let his guy get the ball. I think we I'm starting him in a couple of um, uh, in a tight end premium league over um, some wide receiver options because I think he is potentially the best Saints pass catcher aside from Alvin Kamara in this game. Alrighty. So I mean uh, while, while that's being said on the Saints side the Packers side is pretty straightforward? I think so. Um one name that's not in our notes here is Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who has apparently built a very nice rapport with Aaron Rodgers over the offseason. No, he I was, listening, I was listening to a another lesser podcast today, and they were talking about um, his relationship with, with Rodgers and saying this could be his chance to break out. He has all the measurables. He has the speed, the size, everything you're looking for. And if he can start to catch the ball, get Rogers' trust, he could be a nice cheap buy now who could pay off later in the season. So I will not necessarily be starting him, but he is a guy that I'm interested in seeing, watching what he's doing, seeing how they're using him. 
as potentially a nice waiver wire pickup with a view to a guy who could be a, a, a sneaky wide receiver two, three later in the season if it all clicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I heard you. I hear you. I know what you mean. I disagree. Uh, That's absolutely right fine. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> when, when, for my, in my personal opinion, when Aaron Rodgers is statistically more likely to throw the ball away than to throw it to MVS, I don't know. It doesn't fill me with confidence. I think I would rather have Alan Lazard, but, but Aaron Rodgers never really statistically supported two fantasy wide receivers in a tight end. Usually it's always a wide receiver, tight end. And then of course a running back. And I mean, last year it was the same thing. Dalvin, uh, I mean, sorry, Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon. And then there was never really a wide receiver two on that roster. Of course, you know, one of them scores a touchdown. One of them has a decent game. You know, there's a hype train for him. You put him in your starting lineup. He duds out. You take him out. He has a decent game. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And eventually you just hate the guy. I think that's fair. That's fair. One storyline to watch this week. Aaron Rodgers needs 231 yards to sneak into the top 10 all-time in passing yards. He's still not in the top 10 yet? No, he is. Uh, he needs to get past John Elway. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Well, sucks for John Elway. This one's for John. Congratulations. Uh, you're not in the top 10 anymore. I mean, but, but on a more serious note, MVS, he's a stash pick. You know, you could do a lot worse than having him on your roster. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you think he's wins? a, I put out, I sent out some offers for him in dynasty leagues today. So that's kind of where you're looking at for MVS, maybe not in redraft. Now it is worth noting this is a Saints home game, but it's being played in Jacksonville. So just shout out to all our listeners and uh, people with friends and family in New Orleans who, are still uh, recovering from the hurricane down there. So uh, we're certainly thinking of you. We hope your Saints can put up a decent showing here on Sunday night, but I think the Packers get it done. I'm going to have to agree. I think the Packers uh, play spoiler and uh, kind of take a dub right there. So Denver Broncos against the New York Giants, the Gigantes, not the baseball Giants, who I think are currently number one in their respective division over the Dodgers, but Right now, the New York Giants in football. Daniel Jones, you're not starting him. Saquon, if he plays, you're starting him. Let's be real. Kenny Galladay, he holds flex. I wouldn't do it. I'm not interested in Galladay this week, but if you've paid up to draft him, you probably have to start him. Yeah, I think think that's where a lot of people are worried. He's not a comfortable start, but you took him. So congratulations, he's in your lineup. Um I took Kenny Galladay in a league in the seventh round. I felt okay with that. In the seventh round, I felt like I was like, okay, I can handle Kenny Galladay here. Yep, I think that's excellent value. Okay, that's fair. I appreciate your input. <laughs> on the opposite <laughs> side, <laughs> on, on the opposite side, of course, Melvin Gordon. I'm starting Melvin Gordon. I'm starting Jerry Judy, and I'm starting Cortland Sutton, and of course, I'm starting Noah Fant. Are you in agreement? I would stay away from this backfield this week. I think. If Melvin Gordon is the primary rusher, and I'm sure I will break it down in uh, this week's edition or next week's edition of the Opportunity Report, um, this could be his one of the few games where he is the primary running back. And that's only because I expect them to blow out the Giants. I don't... Well, I do know why this is on as a Sunday night game or a Sunday afternoon game, and you don't have, like, Pittsburgh and the Bills potentially in this time slot. But um, I, 
I think we're going to see more Javante Williams, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. You know, I, I don't want it to happen. I want to see Melvin Gordon be that RB1. I think he's good enough to be an RB1 and handle a workload of an RB1. Uh, you know, you're probably right. I just don't want you to be. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. All right. I am hesitant with the Denver wide receivers this week. I'm starting Sutton in the leagues that I have him, I think. Okay. Um, and I... I don't think I own Judy anywhere, but I would potentially be starting him. But I'm not sure Teddy Bridgewater is going to... And, you know, I know you're going to say he did in Carolina last year. I don't know how this is going to shake out with Judy, Sutton, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, all of these guys, whether that's too many mouths to feed, whether there is going to be an, an alpha or a clear one or a bankable one each week on this team. I think they both... Judy and Sutton have appeal this week. I think Fant has appeal this week. But, I mean, Bridgewater is who he is. He's not going to be throwing for... He's not going to be airing it out. Put it that way. I'm definitely surprised to see him starting this game. Uh, but I think I th- think you... Unfortunately, I think you're right. Jerry Judy... Uh, like I, I label him as a flex. But for me, he's a little bit on the uncomfortable side of flexes. But th- there has to be some draft capital taken to him because his ADP was pretty mid-tier of, I think, the sixth round, right? It was about that. I didn't want to bar of him, so yeah, I, I, didn't I didn't pick him either. in redraft. Yeah, I did um, not take him in any redraft. The fact Bridgewater is starting shows you that Fangio is on the hot seat. I think this is a move for a coach wanting to keep his job. I think it was also worth noting that this week they talked about the reason um, Denver had to play last year with Kendall Hinton as their quarterback is because yeah, they yeah, tried yeah, yeah, to yeah. trick the league with the the close contact. And the fact that Drew Locke was involved in that, I think that maybe shows some immaturity uh, in that. And that could be another reason why he's not starting. But just for fantasy purposes, Drew Locke is the guy you want airing it out for Denver. You don't need Teddy Two Gloves checking it down. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I do want to say I respect the effort. I, res- I respect uh, Drew Locke's effort in manipulating the system. It didn't work, and it, it's going to suck, and it sucks now. That is along the lines of those two Australian idiots who coloured in their face with black texture instead of wearing balaclavas and tried to rob somewhere in, like, middle of nowhere Colorado where they were the only two Australians in town. I think it is on par with that as a dumb idea. You know, how do you explain to the police, oh, some Australians came and robbed me? If I'm the officer, I think, wow, this guy's an idiot. Well, better go and speak to the only two people in town with an Australian accent. That's rough. Yeah. So that's rough. That That's where it's at. On the Giants side, how confident are you if you're starting Saquon this week? Not at all. But you're going to no. do it. If he plays, you start him. Let's say you deal with it. You deal with the, 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 the fact that you drafted him and you're going to deal with the punishment if he does bad. That's about how I feel about it. Yeah. Who's winning? Uh, Broncos comfortably. Do you think Daniel Jones has any appeal this week? Broncos pretty good defense. Nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. Unless Daniel Jones really wows people. I don't think he'll ever have standalone redraft quarterback one or QB one leagues value. I don't think he'll have any time. I don't think there'll ever be a moment where you're like, oh yeah, you can start Daniel Jones there. Unless they start running, uh, unless he starts running consistently. That or he completely flips a switch and, you know, just kind of shows that, yeah, no, hey, I am an NFL quarterback. 
Yeah, I will also not be watching this game because Mark Schlereth, or whatever his name is, is on commentary. Mark Schnareth. Now I need to look him up too. Mark Schnareth. Mark Schnareth. Schlereth. Schlereth. He was the guy last year who, in whichever game it was that I was watching, kept talking about Josh Allen's big hose, and he meant his arm. Ah. He's got such a long hose, he gets it in there with Uh. that big hose of his, and you're like, you got to be hearing this, right? Oh, yeah, okay. I know know who you're talking about now. Yeah, he says stuff like that. He hosed it in there. What a rocket (laughs) of an arm. Yeah, yeah, he, he says that. Now, Sunday night football, Al, Chris, and Michelle... Bears and Rams. Uh Uh-huh. This is the Rams' first game at SoFi Stadium in front of a crowd. Now, well, I'll do your thing. You're not starting Andy Dalton. I don't know why the Bears are. You're starting David Montgomery. Okay. You're starting starting Alan Robinson. Okay. You're starting Matthew Stafford. Okay. You're starting Sony Michelle. Oh, okay, okay. You're starting Cooper Cup. You're starting Robert Woods. Okay. You've got Daryl Henderson. What are we doing with him? Uh, I would not be starting Daryl Henderson with any confidence. Oh, my God. So, Sony oh, Michelle is, is he, he going to be the starter. We don't know. Is Henderson fit? Uh, as of right now, I think so. I think he can. Now, now, now I need to look it up. Now I need to look it up. I'd forgotten the fact-checking song from earlier. Yeah, so. fact-checking. Da, na, 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 na. Nah. It says Henderson nah. wasn't listed on the Rams injury report today. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, so hey, go ahead. The reason I say you're starting Sony Michelle is because I think he is the goal line back. Mm-hmm. Um at least for now. Um I could see you starting Henderson. He's a guy who a lot of people paid up for and are now looking pretty foolish. But this is really a battle of two pretty good defences, and do you think we see Justin Fields at any point this week? No. He has to do something really, really bad for Justin Fields to go on this week, and even then, I'd still keep Andy Dalton out there. You're not putting Justin Fields out there against the Los Angeles Rams. He's going to get devoured alive if he is lucky. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald would mercy kill him if he happened to step on that field. No way they're sending him out out there. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Um, do you have any interest in starting Darnell Mooney potentially lining up against his son, no. Jalen Ramsey? No. He's not, he's not his actual son, is he? No, but that was that whole thing of like, oh my God, he made Jalen Ramsey's bitch. Look at that route running. And then Nick falls through it 20 meters over his head. Wow. Okay. I mean, they, they um, were, they were rude routes, but Jalen Ramsey will be following him around the field. Or Alan Robinson. I know, I know, well, I know Robinson's the one, but Ramsey will be following him around the field and like dunking on him all game. I hope Because so. that's the sort of dog that, that Ramsey has in him. Yeah. That's why I like Jalen Ramsey a lot because he just does what he wants and he just kind of dumps on anybody. That makes him fun. That makes entertaining football. I like to see when people kind of dump on everybody. I'm going to go out in the limb and say I don't think the Bears score a touchdown in this game. Oh. Maybe a garbage time touchdown? Mm, maybe. But, uh, I, I, I think it's going to be Cairo Santos' leg getting a workout this week. Uh, you know what? I'm starting him then. I'm starting yeah, him. Cairo Santos? Yeah. Who's your... We, we should have been doing this all. Who's your kicker of the week? 
Oh, uh, right now I got Robbie Gold as my kicker in in one of my in one of the more leagues that I'm very serious about, where I really want to win. Yeah, I, t- I took Robbie Gold this week. I've got Roberto Blankenship kicking in the dome against the Seahawks. That's definitely a good option. Uh, unfortunately, in the during the draft, Blankenship got taken before me. I was definitely eyeing on him, and then uh, and then you know uh, I settled with Robbie Gold. But the more I settled with it, the happier I was. I was really interested in. I took Will Lutz in my kicker drafts, and he's now uh-huh. on IR. Yes, because uh, I thought he was going to have an excellent season for a Saints team that'll be able to move the ball, but maybe not necessarily score mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kick in a dome. Anyway, yeah. good, good, good kicker talk. Our last game of the week, Monday night football: Baltimore Ravens at Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you're starting Lamar Jackson. Fair. Starting the Gus Bus. Fair. You're starting Mandrews. Fair. Starting Darren Waller. Fair. And you're starting Josh Jacobs. Yes, uncomfortably you're starting Josh Jacobs, but you're starting Josh Jacobs. Do you have any interest in Marquise Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins, Kenyon Drake, um, anyone else at all in this team? I am mildly interested in Henry Ruggs. I don't want to, just because Henry Ruggs hasn't shown anything for me to want to start him. I will say... I will say Sammy Watkins is super interesting considering he always, always dominates week one. If you want to throw disrespect on your opponent, you start Sammy Watkins. Yep, he's a he's an early season operator. I will be scooping up Henry Ruggs off the waivers after he gets dropped doing nothing this week, and I'm expecting a decent bounce back from him. Uh-huh. And okay. I assume you have the Ravens winning this one? Yeah. Now, I do want to say that, um, shoot, as a thought eludes me, that last year the Raiders knocked off the Saints Monday night football last year in, in pretty stunning fashion, I might have to say so myself. So, you know, maybe, maybe the, uh, the Raiders can pull off another, uh, pretty big upset. Yeah, potentially. Who knows? Gruden's a, a madman. Now, aside from the 49ers game, which mm-hmm. game are you most excited to watch? Uh, I think I think Pittsburgh and the Bills is the uh, best answer and the easiest answer to take on this one. Yep. Uh, just to be different, I will say Eagles Falcons. Eagles Falcons. That's another good one. A, another one that I'm. It's it's probably not an interesting game, but one that I'm really heavily invested in is the Jets and Panthers. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah, those, those three are nice ones to keep an eye on. There's not there's. I don't know if there's a dud fixture this week. I mean, you, see, it's 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 a typically a dud fixture in seeing the Jacksonville Jaguars against the the Texans, but because they're both less than stellar teams, it makes it interesting. Broncos at Giants, I think, is the the non-watcher this week. Yeah, that's the one where it kind of hops on red zone. And you're like, oh, come on, come on, make it quick, make it fast. Yep, and because it's a late one, they stay on the game longer, and they're going to yeah. stay on it because it'll be the last one to go to the halftime. Um, yeah, that's that's the worst one. You know, you know, the NFL needs to do a much better job making sure there's an equal amount of games on the morning games and the afternoon games. They need to make sure that, like, there's an equal amount, so there's equal opportunity for like high action. Like sometimes they do this where majority of games are in the morning, and then they have like two games in the afternoon, and then it becomes yep. a little dead fest. I, I'd say put another one in that late slate. I yeah, think. They, I think it needs to be like seven six of like morning and afternoon. It needs it needs to be a little bit more even. 
Yeah. Although I like the eight, so then you get the octo box to kick off uh-huh. the games on. Uh-huh. So yeah, but the pro- the pro- it's cool, like cool looking, but then you can't really follow it. No, but it's fun. Yeah, it's it's just more like a big flex. Like, damn, you see that? That's octo. Absolutely. Now we've gone game by game, so that leaves us with one more segment before we sign it off here. And this is our segment that's called prognostications. It's a big. And word. what this is, it's one prediction for the week ahead. We'll track it across the season, and we're each going to make a statement, and the okay. other person is going to give it a score out of five on how ballsy it is. Okay. So, I'm going to start with mine, which is okay. Zach Wilson has the best week of any rookie quarterback this week. That's not that bold. Was that like a two out of five? Let me, let me look at rookie quarterbacks. Okay, so got, let's see. You got, you got Trevor Zach Lawrence Wilson, against the Trevor Texans. Lawrence. Okay. And you got Michael McCorkle Jones against okay. Miami and Zach Wilson against the Panthers. Okay, so right now I'm leaning towards it's either going to be Trevor Williams or Zach Wilson. It's like I think it's a toss up between them two. Trevor Williams. Trevor Lawrence, sorry. Well this this is the thing. Alright, I'll I'll okay. I'll I'll push the boat out a little bit further. Let's okay. say Zach Wilson is a top twelve quarterback this week. Okay, all right. Then I like that one a little bit more. Okay, I give that like a four out of five bold prediction right there. Right. What do you I'll got like for that me? one more? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have to go back to either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. They got 200 yards receiving. I'll give that one a three only because we 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 discussed it. And you've, okay. you've, you've said either. Oh, okay. So do I have to pick one. I, uh, give me give me a... Who do you, Who do you think? Okay, Tyler Lockett gets 200 receiving yards. Ooh, I would like that. I've got a lot of Tyler Lockett. There you go. You're welcome. I did it for you nice. right there. You're welcome. Well, I hope the 49ers have a win for you this week. I hope so, too. I really expect them to beat the Lions. If not, it'll be a long year. Yep. Maybe they'll come out and bite all the kneecaps and, you know, it'll be a sad uh, a sad I mean, way to start. The, 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 the Jets and Giants turf did that last year. What's doing it one more time? So of course, that's going to have to wrap up this week one episode. Of course, you can follow Sheehan on Twitter. Sheehan, what is your at? I am at Sheehan Solo, and you can check out all my great content, all the great content from our awesome team of writers. We are getting into our normal, regular content releases now. We've got start sits coming out soon. We're going to have DFS picks of the week. We are going to have overvalued and undervalued players to tell you who is, well, basically start sits, but slightly different. Uh, we have best bets with our man, Justin, the Walmart, Josh Allen Dodds, who has an incredible strike rate at telling you what to bet on and who to bet on. And then, of course, early in the weeks, we'll have waivers. We will have my beloved opportunity report and breakdown everything you need to know about who's getting what work and and who isn't and of course monday nights i will be recording for a tuesday drop the great debate not sure who our guests are this week but it will be awesome nonetheless of course you can follow me at top tier tactics underscore where you get to see my memes you know i posted a meme and it got like buried under a bunch of content nobody saw it I was kind of sad. It was a I pretty didn't good think I saw it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, have, a, I'll have a little looky-loo now see, for you. See? See? It, it got buried under anything. Like, right, right, right. As I posted it, like, a bajillion people would just happen to post their content right over me. So, like, nobody saw it. Or they all just saw it. They're like, all right, that's stupid. And they ignored it. But I thought it was a pretty good meme in was itself. It, Go ahead. Is, it, is it the one with Mo here? Uh-huh. The one where you're talking about your fantasy teams? 
Look at that. I'll give it a okay. like and a, a little wow. RT. Wow. Wow. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, there there we go. All right. Well, I feel that's the first one right there. First one. One one. Uh, <laughs> of course, you want to follow <laughs> the Sleeper Wire show on Twitter for all the updates and analysis of when any type of content comes out. But other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. <laughs>